Welcome to Courage on the Pitch, brought to you by Wake Orthopedics Urgent Care. North Carolina champions again! Here's Megan O'Keefe. Welcome back to Courage on the Pitch, presented by Wake Orthopedics Urgent Care. I'm your host, Megan O'Keefe. Thanks for tuning in to episode eight. And we've got an awesome guest this week, as always. Awesome guests every week. But we got Kaylee Kurtz on the show. She is one of the starting center backs of the North Carolina Courage. And she has a couple years playing with the team she joined in 2018. Really interesting journey as a professional. And so we talk all about that as well as her time playing overseas in Sweden, as well as Australia. And in college, she played for Richmond and then ended up transferring to South Carolina. So keeping it in the Carolina, she's got some history there. And so we talk all about her courage and soccer career, plus things off the field, her adventurous side, her work that she's doing in the community. Plus we play a little game at the end. So of course we will get to that conversation in just a little bit, but first Let's do a little recap of the weekend, which, of course, both teams had a game, but not a whole lot of exciting results, I do have to say. Both teams ended in nil-nil draws, so NCFC played against uh, the Richmond Kickers on Saturday, um, a team that they have been getting a lot of results from, so they got another point on the road against the Kickers, 0-0, and then the Courage faced off against the Washington Spirit on Sunday night, and yep, you heard it, 0-0 result there, so not a lot of goals either way, but big shout out to Casey Murphy for getting her ninth shutout on the season. That is a league leader right there, so clearly doing some work in the goal. Shout out to Casey. So without further ado, we are going to get into our convo with Kaylee Kurtz right after this break. Courage on the pitch. Off the field. All right. We got Kaylee Kurtz on the show. Super excited to have you. How you doing? Doing pretty well. How about you? Good. So it's an off day for you guys. What does an off day look like for you? Um, well, right now I've been working on the mini pitch uh, downtown. So um, in the works of trying to build up our social media at free play soccer you know <laughs> nice plug love the plug yeah, thank you thank you um yeah so right now just um working on that mainly you know got to take care of the dog as much as possible um and then because it is a recovery day it's you know stretching yoga drinking water and doing all the fun all the stuff things. that i don't really love to do but you know you have to do as an athlete Weird. Yeah, your body will thank you. Well, we'll get into all of that off the field stuff. I want to hear all about your your side gig with the Busey Foundation and your dog, of course. So we'll get into all of that. But speaking of recovery and the need to recover, you played full 90 this weekend and you have been locking your place in the starting lineup as a center back um, for the team. You've been with the Courage since 2018. How does it feel, especially as a center back? I know that's a position where you're either in all the game or none of the game, like a goalie. So how does it feel to finally be in that starting lineup? Um, Absolutely amazing. I have been wanting to get a lot of playing time. I think um, back in 2018, when I did get playing time in the league, you know, um, every single game I had an incremental um I guess, change in my game. And then I was just more aware of what was going on. The speed was faster. So now that I'm in my fourth year, um, getting consistent game minutes has just been huge. Um, I hope you guys are all able to see how like crucial it is for all of us to get consistent game minutes and how um, it helps build our confidence. It helps like everything. But for me personally, it's just been like a huge accomplishment to get playing time in the NWSL and then especially here at The Courage. 
Yeah. Cause I'm so curious, you know, coming from the perspective of a center back, like we just mentioned, how do you approach a game, especially when you might might not be getting a lot of consistent minutes, especially coming from a couple seasons being with Abby Dahlkemper and Abby Ursag, and then you sort of being, I guess, maybe the third string center back at the time. Mm-hmm. How do you mentally stay in it and consistently prove yourself at training that, you know, you deserve a spot in there as well? Um, it's, it's tough. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing for me during those three years was how can I learn from them? Because they are some of the world's best center backs. Um, so obviously like we all have different playing styles. Abby Ersek has a different playing style than Abby Dahlkemper. I have a different playing style than the both of them. Um, so you can only learn so much from film. Um, but that was what I would try to do. Um, see what they were doing, see what they would see. And then every week I was, because I was on the reserve team, um, I was going up against Jess McDonald and Lynn Williams. So, you know, it was putting myself, yeah, good test every week. And it's like, okay, if I can pass out of the back and like build out of the back with them pressing me, I think I can do it against anybody. So, um, yeah, it, it was just prepping myself every single day, trying to stay mentally in it. Kind of like Meredith Speck said, you know, try and keep a positive attitude as much as possible. Um, know that eventually your time is going to come. Um, it, it may be four years, maybe six years, you never know, but you will get opportunities to play. And when you do um, make the most of it, but don't try and overdo it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, clearly your time has come and you've really been proving yourself. And I think your story is so inspiring. Just going back a little bit to where your journey began with the courage, a little bit, I guess, unconventional, non-conventional. What's the word? I don't know. <laughs> a way of unconventional entering the pros. So take us back to, you know, you were playing at South Carolina as a senior in college. And what was the moment I, I'm, I'm teeing you up a little bit because I love this story, but the moment <laughs> when you clicked in your brain, like, okay, I want to go pro. I know I can do this. This is, this is my future. Yeah. Um, I had gone back and forth. Um, to be honest, the salary in the NWSL kind of scared me. Um, believe it or not, I'm a money-driven person, even though, you know, like our salaries don't quite show that. But um, it was something that I always kind of wanted to do was be a professional and be able to say that. Um, but that being said, my senior year, I didn't know. I had no idea if I wanted to go professionally or not. Like, did I want to just start school? Because I was planning on being a veterinarian, and that's four more years. Um at the time during our um, playoff stint in the NCAA, I still hadn't decided. I was in the Elite Eight game and there was about five minutes left in the game. We were down 1-0 to UNC. I look up at the clock and I just started bawling my eyes out on the field, like having a panic attack, like <laughs> awful. Um, the final whistle blew. I shook everyone's hands and I immediately like jumped over the fence and climbed up all the way to see my dad and I gave him a hug and I was like, I'm not ready to be done playing. And so that was the moment I knew is just looking up at the last five minutes. And I was like, this can't be the way I end my soccer career. Wow. Yeah. That's, that's definitely tough. Cause like, that's how you identified your whole life. And it's interesting mm-hmm. that you had this other plan sort of ready to go with vet school, but then you're like, no, 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 <laughs> gotta stay yeah. in it. So so then you end up first going overseas, right, to Sweden. Mm-hmm. So yep. what went into that decision of going overseas versus, you know, trying for the NWSL route initially? 
Um, I was a transfer from the University of Richmond in college. And when I transferred to South Carolina, none of my credits transferred. Um, schooling was definitely very important to me because I wanted to be a veterinarian in the future. So I needed to have good grades and finish college. Um, so I signed up for the NWSL draft the day before the draft, or maybe like four hours before the draft closed. And You're like, I got this. I, Plenty of time. Yeah. I, I found out I was an All-American, and I was like, yeah, like, they'll pick me, even though I said, like, I can't come in until May. Um, I have, like, plans to make sure I finish college. I won't be able to try out with you guys when you're in preseason. Like, I put it all in there, and I was like, well, let's see how it goes. Uh, no one picked me. I had a few coaches kind of talk to me about, like, are you sure? Like, can you come to preseason and then talk to your teachers, and, you know, maybe they'll be able to figure it out and do everything remotely that was not in the plan so i uh didn't get drafted finished my college career and then um one of my friends who used to play south carolina before me she had gone to sweden previously and one of her old agents came to her and said do you have a center back that we need one um the old uh center back from south carolina taylor leach who's now um at kansas city she had played on Ostersund and then switched to another team in Sweden. So they were in desperate need of a center back. And um, you like this me? Hey, yeah. <laughs> they asked me um, if I was able to fly in a week and I needed to make a decision within like 24 hours of if I was going to go or not. And I was at my like Kurt's family reunion at the time. So I was like, I think so, I guess. Like, I'll leave the reunion and just go pack and say bye. Sorry, guys. I got to hitch a flight yeah. to Sweden real quick. You can yeah. finish my plate. Yeah. So um, very short notice. Uh, I had to be there very shortly after signing, I guess. Um, and technically, I didn't actually sign until I got there. I had to, like, try out for the team. Right. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's so risky. Yeah. Weird experience. Oh but I knew I wanted to play professionally and that was the first opportunity I'd gotten. So I was like, yes, I'm jumping at the bit to get there. Yeah. Any crazy culture shock moments, um, you know, playing in a different country for the first time. Um, I love traveling. Um, just always wanted to like try and immerse myself in the culture, learn the language as best as I can. And, mm. um, it's kind of funny cause now I'm dating a Russian, but, Every time I tried to speak Swedish, they were like, please stop. You sound like you're Russian. <laughs> like, I was like, dang it. I'm trying. Okay. I'm, yeah, I was trying so hard to like speak Swedish to them. And they were like, our English is better than your Russian Swedish. So <laughs> like, great. I'm trying. Can you say anything? Do you know any? Do you remember any of it? Oh, my gosh. No, not really. Um, I did like Duolingo. And I kind of mm -hmm. stopped after they were trying to teach me the horse is eating my scarf. <laughs> and I was like, is this necessary? Am I ever going to need to say help? The horse is eating my scarf. Like, no. Why was that the go-to phrase? Does that mean something else? No, I don't know. That was just. Like, like, they're like, teach... no, the cool kids say it. It didn't tell like me where's the bathroom. American. Like what time is it? Where? Like it didn't tell me anything useful. It was the horse is eating my scarf. So I was like. I'm just going to ask some of my teammates, like, what should I learn? Little phrases. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
they weren't they were like no no you just need to stop right there well yeah we'll speak to you in english so you don't embarrass yeah. yourself any further <laughs> yeah and i well, ended up becoming the captain of that team so every time i would go up to like do the coin flip i was like everyone speak english here please <laughs> <laughs> otherwise Help. i'll like get a translator you're like the one with the head or the one with the bird yeah. on it <laughs> i don't know if they did heads or tails that's probably I'm going back to like elementary school soccer. So they probably had more official coins there, but yeah. But honestly, I was just like, uh, that one. <laughs> that head, sure. That's that's funny. So that wasn't your only time playing overseas. So I definitely want to get to your experience in Australia. But before mm-hmm. you did that, you made the courage squad. So I think this is such yeah. a cool story as well. So how did you first go? So you didn't go through the draft. You made some phone calls, right? How did you mm-hmm. get in contact with teams and these opportunities? Um, my old coach at South Carolina, Jamie Smith, really reached out um, pretty hard for me and advocated for me. Um, I had Chicago, New Jersey, and the Courage all interested in me coming in as a trialist. Um, poor communication on my part. I had talked to Paul first. And I was like, yeah, like, that sounds great. Um, Thinking like, I'm going to talk to the other coaches. And I thought he kind of knew that. But then Mm -hmm. when I gave him a second call um, and I was like, yeah, so like, I've decided I want to come try out for the courage. He was like, oh, like, I already thought you were. And I was like, oh, I was still talking. Yeah, I was still talking to two other teams just in case, like, see if they needed Mm -hmm. any defenders, if they had like contract spots open, like all this stuff. at the time, back in 2018, New Jersey was under a bit of a like rebuild. So they had the most spots open. And I got some advice from India Trotter and Blakely Mattern, um, two of my good friends from Greenville, South Carolina, where I'm from. And they were like, you know what? If you go to New Jersey, yes, you're probably more likely to get a spot there. Um, the Courage have one spot open right now. Um, they say that they need a defender with that spot. And I think this is like your big test. You, if you try out for this team, like you'll know, like if you're good enough for sure. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I, my dad was so mad when I called him and I was like, so I decided I'm going to try out for the courage. And he was like, oh my gosh, there's only one spot. Like, why would you do this to yourself? Um, but I like put it in my heart that I was like, I'm going to try out for the best team. Um, Mm -hmm. And if I get that spot, great. If not, I hang up the boots forever. Wow. You knew what you it, wanted. I did. It was terrifying. I I called India a week before tryouts were done. And I was like, I'm not making the team. Like, there's no way. Um, like, bald. Called my dad. And I was like, I just need you to get ready. Like, the cleats are getting hung up. I know I didn't make this team. Like, there's 30 other girls trying out. Like, the odds are so slim. Um, and then we were on a bus ride to Washington to play Washington Spirit for our last preseason game. And um, each one like, kind of had a meeting with Paul individually. And you could see like their face. And I was like, on the oh. bus? Mm-hmm. Yeah, They're it was like walking up the aisle, deciding yeah. their future. Oh yeah, it was, it was kind of rough, but like we just ran out of time. Um, and I think it was a hard decision for Paul. Um, he eventually like got to me. I think I was the last one. He was like, I'm giving you a shot. 
I don't really like know why, besides that you have a lot of fight in you, you have a lot of grit in you. Um, at the time I had like very little technical ability and he was not afraid to say otherwise. And I knew that I wasn't the most technical player, um, but he was like, I can teach you that. What I can't teach you is like your fight and your will and your desire to want to learn. And I was like, okay, let's give it a wow. go. So you had to then go sit back down on the bus after 29 yeah. other girls were told no. You're like, they're yeah. like, what did he say to you? And you're like, uh, maybe. I know, I know. they knew wow. immediately because my face, like I was trying to be like kind of stoic. Yeah. And, like, you're, like screaming I'm, on the I'm inside. With, yeah. And then I like texting my parents like, oh my God, I did it. <laughs> wow. That is so cool. That's such an awesome story too, because I know you, it wasn't just like going through the draft process and getting picked. You mm -hmm. had to make those phone calls, put yourself out there. And then I didn't know that you had chosen the route of like, okay, there's only one spot versus you could have gone and tried out for another team mm -hmm. that had a couple other open spots. So you believed in yourself. Paul believed in you. <laughs> now yeah. here you are. <laughs> Sweating it out sitting there crying like a week before the trials are done. I'm not, done it. I'm not making it. Oh, it was that's. That's crazy. We, it was like a roller know. coaster. No, no know. kidding. And then, I mean, I love these stories. You found out what, when was the, the game you found out they were going to start for the first time? Oh my gosh. Um, Your face yes. is like going back. Well, it was like so shocking. And my parents didn't come up for that game. Otherwise they like, when I told them, Oh, I'll just tell the story. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it. So, um, we had, we were playing the fourth game of the season. We were about to play rain at home. And um, I like obviously wasn't in the lineup. Paul had told me and a couple other girls to go to off to the side and do 1v1s and 2v2s for like 20 minutes while all the other girls were working on set pieces because he wanted to keep mm -hmm. us fit. Um, so I'm sitting over here doing 1v1, 2v2s. Like Just getting dying, pretty tired. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Having a heart attack over there. Um, so I didn't see any of the set pieces we were gonna do. So nothing. Oh, I'm working. That. Uh the game's at seven o'clock and I'm over at eating lunch around like three. And Paul texts me and he was like, Hey, like, how are you feeling? And I was like, Oh, like pretty good. I'm a little tired from like the one v one to be twos, but like I feel pretty good. He's like, Okay, great, you're in the starting lineup. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. You have the right number? What? I know, like, I don't think you have the right, something's not right here. Um, and luckily, like, I got so much support from my teammates when I walked into the locker room. Obviously, like, we have our uh, starting lineup sheet. So if there's any changes, people, like, look at that first. Um, and everyone obviously saw, like, it wasn't going to be Abby Doll Kemper. It was going to be me. But instead of just being like, oh, God, here comes this girl for the first time, they were like, you got this. Like, you made the team. You had, like, 30 other people you're competing against. You got that spot. You're ready. Abby Urseg is right next to you. She's going to be talking to you the whole time. They were so supportive. Um, I was over there, like, crapping myself, <laughs> to be honest. But it yeah, was – I got this. I got this. <laughs> like <laughs> – freaking out on the inside but um it ended up being great we got a shutout and right. we won like one zero and wow. that was my first experience wow it was almost That's better awesome. that i didn't have a lot of time to prep i think true 
I feel like tossing and turning the night before, you're like, oh my God, I'm so scared. But Paul Paul knew what he was doing, I feel like, giving you that text. Like, I guess I'll text her now, a couple hours before kickoff. I mean, can you imagine I walk into the locker room and I just like look at the sheet and I he hadn't told me and he's just like, wait, wait, that says KK, not FED. Wow. Wow. So So luckily, yeah, got a little time to prep, but not as much as you would like to but it's huge to to have your teammates say those things and instill that confidence mm-hmm. in you i mean i feel like that's such a courage culture thing to do you just, you trust paul and you trust your teammates in the prep that um that you all have done so i feel like that's such an awesome story obviously it's come full circle so you ended up going overseas to australia then after i guess you it was just your rookie season you had under your belt and then you went overseas um, I had two seasons. Two seasons under your belt. So you're like, all right, back back overseas I go. So you're in Australia. And this is right before COVID happened. Mm-hmm. And also simultaneously during the wildfires in Australia. Mm-hmm. So what was that whole experience like? Not only being in a foreign country, but also, you know, these natural disasters happening and, and playing yeah. during all that. What was the experience like? Um, at first, great. Uh you know, the wildfires didn't happen until probably like five games into the season. And then um, we had lockdowns because of the wildfires. Like the smoke was just so bad. We wow. were supposed to like stay inside. Uh, there were times where we should, like we couldn't practice. There were times we practiced inside and just did like walkthroughs because the smoke was so bad. Um, there's like game film of when I played Western Sydney Wanderers. And that was where Lynn and Kristen and Denise were on the team um, and they came to Canberra and there was just like smoke blowing through and you see it and people are like covering their face with like towels trying to keep the smoke out and we were like are we gonna play in this um so that was really weird and then off to the distance and at night you could see like kind of the red flames coming up on the like mountainside so it was a weird thing to see um and then I'm obviously an animal lover so I'm sitting here getting like all my information from Instagram and it's like the koalas are dying. I'm like, Oh God. Oh, cute little koalas. Um, yeah. Let's yeah. go on and play a game now. I know. Oh my um, gosh. But really cool. Like experience, you know, Australia is obviously pretty Americanized um, with, in terms of a lot of stuff, but to see some of these animals I've never seen before, I think it was really cool. I got to go skydiving yeah. while I was there got to snorkel on the great barrier reef uh saw a crazy amount of bats like Mm. i have videos and there were just bats flying everywhere like um up near the great barrier reef and then sometimes in sydney why thousands just like surrounding this one tree and there's like signs everywhere it's like please don't walk under this tree (laughs) (laughs) you will get attacked by the bats yeah wasn't wasn't planning on it thanks for the heads up so aside from, you know, some of the natural disasters, which was obviously really tough to witness on the news on stateside, as well as for you to be there and be playing in it. But on the other hand, your positive experiences with the adventures you got to go on in Australia really ties in nicely to, you know, talking about the adventures you have coming up. So a little yeah. bit of off the field stuff. I know we were chatting a little bit offline about <laughs> your bucket list that you have with uh, Ilya, your boyfriend. So what are some yes. things you guys have planned in the works? Um, most of them are going to be when I'm retired from soccer. Um, mm. A lot of them are against my contract. Oh, yeah, but, don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. But um, 
we want to go like ice climbing. Um, I want to get personally certified to do solo skydiving. Um, oh my gosh. I know I'm a bit of an adrenaline junkie. Um, no kidding. That'll do it. Yeah. One of the easy ones is there's a natural Springs in Florida called the Ichnituckney. And it's just like this beautiful crystal clear water. There's like river otters, there's manatees in the water and you can just like tube on the river. Um, yeah. You guys should look it up. So like that's on the bucket list. There's some easy ones and then some more difficult ones. Um, I think my biggest one is I want to see all the wonders of the world, um, both modern and ancient. So, mm. yeah. So that's yeah. like, that's a big one. That's obviously going to come in year with years of wow. like, traveling places. But yeah, so our whole goal is we made this bucket list together. And then uh, every year we want to get like three done. So we've got a little like curveball easy ones, you know, and then some that are like nice. Nice that's hard, awesome. That's going to take years to do. You clearly have lots of future plans in the works. Very adventurous. We've learned you're an animal lover and also a lover of the community. So <laughs> tell us quickly about um, the Busey Foundation and the mini pitch that you're working with. What is that? Yeah. So one of the courage owners is the Busey family. Um, I've gotten really close with Ashley Busey. And they have set up a foundation where in the next five years, they want to build 25 permanent mini pitches around the triangle, making soccer accessible to everybody. They believe that Love soccer that. should be free and fun and a community building thing, not this hundreds of thousands of dollar industry mm -hmm. just to get good and spotted. Um, yeah. So yeah. I, I think their mission and like their vision is really incredible. I resonated with it and um, I just wanted to do my part in bringing soccer to everybody. Love that. Well, I've gotten yeah. to witness it a little bit with the mini pitch and I feel like it's grown in popularity so much. And I feel like it's such an awesome cause that you're a big part of. <laughs> and I feel like the community is obviously super grateful for it. So yeah. with that, we are going to do a quick little game. Um, we're going to do some rapid fire with Kaylee as a center back. Ooh. Are you taking getting shots at you? So here's some quick rapid fire for you. <laughs> All Love right. it. Some classics and then maybe some more um, specific ones to you. So right. quick answers here. Are you a morning person or night owl? Night owl. Okay. Coffee or tea? Coffee. Best dog breed? Oh, Border Collie. <laughs> no bias there, I'm sure. Um, just check <laughs> no. out her Instagram. Um, your go-to sushi order? Ooh, um, I always get sashimi. So just the raw mm. slab of fish. Yum. Um, Pre-game music genre. I won't ma make you pick a song, but like a genre. What gets you hype? Mm, I kind of change depending on the game. Um, and like sometimes if I already feel like very energized and antsy, then I'll slow it down a little bit. Um, but for the most part, I would just say like whatever people are playing in the locker room, which is mostly like rap and hip hop and stuff. Okay. Um, recent show you've binged? Ooh. Um... Well, obviously like Ted Lasso, but yes. it's blanking. Pass. Okay, pass. Uh, last two. Describe your off-field personality in three words. Uh, sporadic, I guess. <laughs> um, adventurous, but like method I, I feel like sporadic, I, sporadic's not right. Like energetic. Mm -hmm. Um, 
competitive and the other one that I said that now I'm blanking on. You said you're a minimalist. You told me you're getting minimalistic. Mm -hmm. That one? Attempting. Maybe? Attempting. Okay. One of my and teammates on the courage. Minimalist. Yes. Right. I wouldn't and say I'm like a full minimalist, but one of my teammates has been helping me out. Oh, shout out. Um, and lastly, your favorite part of being a courage player. Ooh. Um, I think getting to build the relationships with some of these girls, um, women, I don't know, ladies, gals panicking now rapid fire really got me like antsy um but it, it's just been so cool to for me seeing abby urseg in like such a highlight um she's like my idol when i watch her play i'm just like <laughs> round of applause um so to get to talk to her on a more personal level and and become like friends with her has been really awesome it's awesome beautiful all right yeah that's a wrap <laughs> on rapid fire and the combo we put a bow on off. it <laughs> all right thanks so much kk for tuning in or for being on the show and for everyone for tuning yeah. in and that's a wrap right. thanks for having me boom, boom. coming up on courage on the pitch all right, shout out to Kaylee for coming on the show. And coming up this weekend, we've got two big matches. NCFC will be at home on Saturday, September 4th. They face off against Union Omaha, and that match kicks off at 7 o'clock. Be sure to get your tickets, or if you can't make it, obviously you can tune in, as always, to ESPN+. Plus. 7 o'clock kick, and then on Sunday, Courage will be away against Kansas City at 7 o'clock, and you can tune into that game on Paramount+. Plus. Thanks again for tuning in, and we will see you next time. Courage on the Pitch is sponsored by Wake Orthopedic Surgeon Care. Courage on the Pitch with Megan O'Keefe is part of the Capital Broadcasting Podcast Network with new shows available every Thursday on WRALsportsfan.com or wherever you get your podcasts.